What's up, ladies and gentlemen? And just when you thought, when you hit rock bottom and there's no coming back from it, this person's story is gonna inspire you. Okay, today's episode is gonna be great. Let's go. Yo, we got Ryan and Shufei in the house. What's what up? up? What's up, everybody? Hello, everybody. First things first, we got to celebrate. We got 19,000 cases today. Oh, yeah. I thought you were going to say we're going to celebrate Medica tomorrow, but I guess 19,000 <laughs> cases works as well. Yeah, at the time I'm reporting, uh, recording this, this is Merdeka Eve. I'm not sure when you guys are going to listen to this. 19,000 cases going down. Okay, let's be optimistic. Let's be optimistic la. Little okay, bit. Yeah, you know, let's let's not just say like, hey, look, okay. although I should say that we're still stuck at home. We yeah. are recording uh, Mamak sessions remotely. Uh, we're trying our best to, you know, still keep the show going because, hey, the show goes on no matter whatever happens right now, Shufi. Yeah, actually, someone just messaged me like last week, I think. They yeah. were asking me if there were going to be new Mamak session episodes. Then I'm just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We've been recording. Mm-hmm. Why don't you just reply? Haven't you been listening? <laughs> <laughs> oh, but no, no. Actually, uh, we, we, we're pretty hardworking, I should say. This is so far, like every week we've been re- recording an episode. So I, I like to say that, you know, we've been pretty... Turning out the episodes. Yeah. But okay, today's episode is going to be, uh, I would say, inspiring. Because uh, I, I, I'm going to bring her on in just a bit. Shufei and I, we were uh, talking at this uh, event the other day and she came on to talk just before the both of us. And after she got off stage and we were like, oh my God, how are we going to top that? Mm-hmm. Um, but it's it's nothing about performing or, or anything. It's about her life story that, that she came on stage to share with everyone. And, and when I heard it, I was like, oh my goodness. I mean, a lot more people need to listen to this. And so ladies and gentlemen, today we have on the show, her name is Miss Joanna Joseph. Hello. Hi. Hi everyone. Hi Jin. How are you, Joanna? I'm doing okay. I think I'm coping okay. How are you? We're we're, we're good. We're good. I mean, like, uh, I mean, it could. I mean, times could be better. I'm not gonna lie. But <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, just for the benefit of our listeners who are tuning in today, could you please tell us a bit about yourself and then introduce yourself? Okay. So, um, hi everyone. My name is Joanna Joseph. I am 24 this year, and uh, I am currently a student. I am completing my intern hopefully i'll finish by next month and i'm teaching in a primary school um besides that i do some modeling and i do some acting and um i act in some music videos and yeah i thought she's just being quite humble because you know uh, she's she's a model okay full stop so you know she's in the entertainment industry but you know how she got there uh, it's just a whole different story i mean all of us are in the entertainment industry in some mm-hmm. way or mm-hmm. rather Everybody yeah. always believes that ah, it's just easy. You just need luck. And yeah, yeah, you know, once you're there, you're there. It's quite easy. You just need to do things that gathers the crowd's interest. Yeah. But like, um, before we get to that, I, 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 I want to kind of rewind back to when you were talking about how uh, you've been going through a very tough time in the past couple of months. You know, would you care to share, you know, what you've been going through just to kind of like set the stage a little bit to, to, to what's about to come? Yeah, so, um, well, the pandemic has been really hard for the past two years. And um, just this year, when I thought that, you know, things are going to be a little bit better, it kind of took a turn for the worse because my whole family kind of became COVID 
positive. Mm-hmm. And um, it was really surprising because um, we were very careful when, you know, when we were going out and whatnot because I do lots of charity and stuff and I make sure to take care of the SOPs and everything. But sadly, my mom ended up COVID positive and uh, she got it from her workplace. So she brought it home and then my dad became close contact with her and then like I was close contact with that. So the three of us ended up getting it and my family is pretty small. It's just me, mom and dad. And um, what happened next was my dad had to be taken to the hospital because uh, he's a dialysis patient. He's been doing dialysis for the past five years. Yeah. And um, because of that, like he had to be transferred there and he was in the hospital for nine days. And on the 10th day when he's supposed to come back, he passed away. Oh no. So yeah, I'm that so was sorry. that was Oh my god. Yeah. Yeah, it's okay. It broke it um, broke my heart that you know you were sharing this with everyone and and then despite the fact that you were going through so much you shared this to to you you shared it so bravely and you were trying yeah. to encourage people to to do to do good and and for me it's like how does someone do that? I'm like where did you yeah. find where did you find such courage to be like that? I mean, I know we're going to get into that story real soon. But um well, I like my dad, he always used to tell me that um, regardless of anything, because this was something I used to fear a lot, like him leaving because I'm the most attached to him in the family. I'm like a daddy's girl. Mm-hmm. So it's always just, you know, me and dad and we can talk about anything at all. And he's like my best friend. So he was the one that helped me out before as I was going through things. And until today, he's always been here and I'm very open with him. So we talk a lot about many different things, like things someone does not normally open up to their parents. Yeah. And um we had that bond. So I always used to like, you know, ask him like, what's going to happen one day when you leave and whatnot. And he kind of knew that it was my biggest fear as well. Like him leaving or something happening to him. And he used to tell me that, um, you know, life is really short and what you have to do is just cherish all the memories and create as much memories as you can and carry all of that with you when you move on, mm. you know, when something happens. So that is your strength. And, you know, of course, continue doing what you're doing right now. Don't stop for anyone. So, I kind of had to keep it in my mind and be like, um, okay, so dad would have wanted me to do this. He would have wanted me to continue what I was doing. And um, I guess when he passed away, he transferred all his strength to me because I was surprised myself. I was just like, wow, how, how am I able to cope so much? Because I really, really miss him. Mm-hmm. But then um, something in me kept keeps telling me, like, you know, keep going. Like, do not stop. Well, well yeah. done, Joanna. I think that is, that is something really, really good. And I think that's something that a lot of people can can really draw inspiration and learn from, you know? It, yeah. Like, it's all about the energy and you're trying to take something negative and you just convert the energy and output into something more positive because there's already enough bad energy in this world. Like, there's already enough negativity in this world. It, it doesn't help to contribute to that negativity. But yeah. I, I definitely True. think it's something that's not easy and I really admire your strength. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, Thank like, you. Oh my God, this... It was it was really hard because um I've never experienced grief in my life. Right. Like this is the first time I'm like really mm. experiencing grief and this being like a COVID that was makes it even worse yeah. because like I was quarantined the whole time. I couldn't yeah. go to the hospital, I couldn't see him for one last time. All I had were pictures and you know, like um videos being sent to me. So I felt very like, you know, very weird in a sense where there's no closure at all. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um, that made it so much more difficult to like grieve properly because like seeing is believing and like, you know, you want to be there in person to actually like see what's happening and you don't get that. Yeah. So it was really tough. But then like that kind of also helps me somehow to always like um, think of the fact that, you know, he's somewhere happy. He's doing his own thing. So I should be happy here doing my own thing as mm-hmm. well. So that's how like I'm kind of coping with it. Yeah. And, yeah. and all these strengths come from somewhere, obviously, you know, inspired by your, your dad. But 
I I, I kind of want to go back to the day that uh you know we were uh Joanna myself and Shufei Ryan we were at an international international understanding day and IU day you know yeah. when we were all in high school mm. oh, yeah, everybody yeah. loves IU day yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's where you go like ah no school you get to meet like other people from other 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 schools you yeah, know yeah. sometimes the boys are like wow the girls from uh, this other school is more prettier <laughs> you know that kind of thing <laughs> yeah. it's fun la, you know it's fun you know a lot of people get together and stuff like that um so, and, and and I think like the 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 uh, topic, the uh, center topic around that event was cyberbullying, and mm-hmm. you came off and you shared a really impactful story, and it just like, if I if I met you if I met you today, knowing mm-hmm. that you're a model and I, you know I looked at your Instagram profile, you've you've done modeling, you seem very confident, you know very bold, I wouldn't have expected you to tell such a story. Yeah. If, if you <laughs> ask me, yeah. I mean, like, would you yeah. please kind of kind of share, uh, you know, about about your life story because this is something that I believe. Uh, a lot of people need to listen to because I feel that there are some people out there who are or who are or who will go through the same like you know uh, life experiences such as yourselves okay so um, my story started off like like every other kid I'm the only child in the family mm-hmm. so I was born after a good 10 years and um you know, basically being the only child means that you're an anak manja, an agi, or a girl, mm. right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, like, um, they were they were really, really, like, you know, overprotective at first and everything. And um, I had this defect where I couldn't eat back then. Like, I used to not have appetite and my parents became really worried because I couldn't eat so much. And then um, they brought me to this doctor. This doctor told them that um, I have some appetite pills or something where if you give it to her, then she'll start gaining an appetite. So that was how it started. And then like I started having this really ravenous appetite and I just couldn't stop eating. Mm-hmm. So, you know, coming from like, yeah, coming from like a Indian family, you know, rice is always a staple food at home. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, Chinese or so, Chinese or so. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Malaysians lah, you know, everything yeah, is rice on. Yeah. <laughs> so like, um, yeah, like they used, I have a grandma, my, my dad's mom is still around until today, in fact. And, you know, like everyone in my family is a foodie. So there's always like really, really good food at home. And my grandma used to like always put two to three plates for me and just continuously give oh it to me God. all the time. <laughs> yeah. And I had like, I can't say no to her or else she'll get upset, you know. So I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I just started um, eating and eating and then like my, my dad would buy bakute, nasi goreng and you know, he normally buys it for like five people and I just eat it all by myself. And um, he used to be really happy about it. He was just like, okay, she's eating. It's good. It's good. But then like um, that carried on continuously and it went on for a good like maybe five to six years and I realized that at the age of seven right before I entered primary school I was a good 60 kgs already wow mm-hmm. oh man yeah that, at seven years old <laughs> at seven years old yeah okay that was a that's a bit bigger <laughs> I think to put it in a <laughs> yeah so like I was you know I, I was thinking that oh this is normal you know like um because I haven't really met people like in mm. kindergarten I was mm-hmm. pretty small yeah but yeah. then like when Fair I enough. went to like primary school I was kind of a little big already but then like my parents never really said anything and you know I I was just like the the good girl at home just following the orders and everything and um there was this other thing where I did not know how to speak any other language besides English Mm -hmm. so that became like another barrier for me because when I went to like primary school everyone was talking in like Bahasa and then there was like Tamil and Chinese and I was just like super blurred out because I only knew how to speak English and no one knew how to communicate with mm. me and I didn't know how to communicate with them. So that was the first thing. And the second thing was the fact that um, I was the biggest girl in school. I went to an all-girls school from my primary school. Mm-hmm. And um, all these students were very skeptical on speaking to me because they felt that it was very alien, that I looked very different from them. Mm. 
Yeah. Now, all, all I, these girls who who did that were they some sort of like the popular girl in school? Or was it every? I mean, like, was it every single person who who acted? It was that like way? every single person. Oh wow. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So like, um, the teachers were also really confused as to what to you know where to place me and stuff because they felt that um, oh, she didn't know how to speak properly, so maybe she should be like in the last class kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But then um, I ended up in the first class, and I I clearly remember like I was just sitting there. I was I was super blur. And then, like, there was this girl who came in front of me, and she was just like, um, "What's your name?" So I just said that, "Oh, uh, Joanna." And then she's like, "Okay." And the next thing I know, she's writing my name on the blackboard under Namobising. I'm not sure if you guys have uh, Namobising. Yeah, 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 yeah. Why? Yeah. Why? Yeah. <laughs> Were you actually like making noise in no, class? No. Wow. I was not. Oh I was just these after, nasty after you little girls. That- <laughs> After you mentioned that, right? Yeah, now I remember in school last time when the teacher goes out, maybe I don't know what they go out for lah. Whether it's the toilet break, yeah. is it okay? Cikgu akan keluar sekejap, okay? Jangan bising ya, class monitor. Uh, what you stand in front? It's like you're giving the power to the class yeah. monitor. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. You give them the wow. damn job, <laughs> and they start. Yeah. What they put there now? I'm gonna write your name on the board. The teacher comes back. If the teacher, the teacher will say. Jika saya nampak nama you dekat blackboard habis engkau. Damn. You know they, they did that. Oh my yep. gosh. Absolute yep. power corrupts absolutely. You know you know you, you <laughs> yeah. would think the pengeto is the one who who get bullied because he's the one that always you know like threaten people right. Always like, snitch on snitch yeah, on the yeah, other snitch kids. On people, yeah, that's why. But no. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. It yeah. was bad. Like you know mm-hmm. it was it was very very bad for me because this person was like oh if you're gonna, I'm gonna write your name on the board that that, yep. means, that means you're a good girl so I was just like okay wait so okay. She, on top of writing your name she lied to you that it's actually a good thing to go on your yeah, name on the board yeah she said that um, if I'm writing the name on the board it means that you're you're like a good one in class or something okay yeah so I was I was just like okay you know like um maybe this is good for me and mm-hmm. then the next thing I knew is the teacher came in and she read my name out because my name was the only name there <laughs> For some reason. Oh wow! Yeah. So, so she like, victim. She victimized you. Yeah, and um, I I got like a earful from her. But then the funny thing is, I didn't know what she was saying because I couldn't understand. So I was just right. like, no. <laughs> it was so so hard. But now thinking about it, it's funny lah. But you know, back then. <laughs> yeah. Back then it was it was super hard, and I was just like, oh my god, why am I getting yelled at? And everyone was laughing at me. So that was like the start of the bullying in school. Oh, right. Um. And the teachers used to bully me as well. So you know, you don't normally hear of teachers like bullying the students. But I had this one teacher who used to tell me that um, go to the bilik guru, take my books because um, then you'll lose some weight. Oh wow, wow, wow! Yeah, that's just so that. <laughs> whoa, that was really mean. And, and, and to clarify, sorry, you were how old? Is what seven years old? Seven, yeah. You don't say that to a seven-year-old kid, yeah. like. You don't say oh, you don't say that to anyone. Any, yeah. Period. I don't care whether you're like five or like fifty. You don't say that to anyone. Period. Mm-hmm. You, yeah. Uh, <laughs> okay. You didn't go to. You, okay. You didn't go into this detail uh, when when we when you were talking the other day. Well, this this is you know this kind of brings back the whole uh, conversation that we were having the other day about how school should be like a safe space. Yeah. For yeah. kids to go and have fun and teachers should be the ones who are encouraging uh, students to be fair uh, to be kind to each other and like you know create a safe community to grow up in. Just True. just curious uh, at seven years old how were you processing all of this? Like what was your thoughts if you can remember like back then like how were I you feeling? I thought that this was very normal, you know, like um, I thought that, oh, this is something that happens to everyone. 
because like when I used to come home and tell my parents that oh this happened they just used to say that um oh you know like it's normal in school mm-hmm. and you know I used to tell I talked to my mom more back then when I was very young because my dad was always working and used to come back mm-hmm. in the evening so she's the first face I see and when I tell her that she goes like um oh you know just just don't bother like this is how it normally is so I just oh. used to think that you know oh this is normal like being called names and stuff because teachers used to call me names and the students used to call me mm-hmm. names as well and these were like my own friends that I was making mm. and they think it's funny to like you know go on and say that oh you're a pandi which means pig in tamil and mm. then like um you're a cow and all these kinds of stuff so it was really hurtful but at some point I was just thinking that oh you know um it's normal to make fun with friends it's a normal thing mm-hmm. like i didn't really register it as like um oh they're bullying me or anything because i was too young to like understand mm. what bullying was and then um i went through all of that like every year it just happened continuously and then like people would get me in trouble for the fun of it and you know just to see me get punished and all that and i just used to take it as a form of like haha you know fun mm-hmm. and then like um my worst nightmare was probably when i started secondary because mm-hmm. i was shifted from to the nearest school which from from my primary school and um that was like about 10 minutes away from my primary school and then like i was about 104 kg by then already mm-hmm. Yeah, so I was like really really big when I entered um secondary school. And uh yeah, I I remember like my first day of secondary school there was this time where like I entered and then there were so many new faces because it's a new school, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. And um other schools are coming in as well and all that. And all my friends were all in different classes and I was in a different class again. So it felt as if like my childhood nightmare is coming back where I have to like, you know, make friends again and talk to people and This was also an all-girls school and the fact that you know I I felt this this kind of uncomfortable feeling looking at all of them because I looked so so different mm-hmm. and I I was the biggest there and you know like everyone was just really small and really cute and then like I felt like super alienated because I'm really tall I'm I'm like 180 cm tall Oh wow you're really tall You're really tall Oh my god she's but she's about she's my height. height yeah she's almost like your height you might yeah. you might you might just be taller than me oh, joanna man. oh my god <laughs> i'm not gonna stand next to you <laughs> man with high with high heels she's gonna trump me man You're what super tall <laughs> okay, oh, okay. i always wanted to be that tall i, I oh, couldn't I live my yeah 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 i couldn't live my dream to be like a model or something because i'm so short <laughs> oh okay 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 now that you mentioned but 180 were you yeah, always I mean, tall for your age like even when you were younger yeah i was like okay. when i was born the doctor so my parents that she's going to be a really long baby and she's <laughs> really be, like, long baby. <laughs> that's actually a good thing okay. like when you're younger right people won't think it's like anything but when you're older right i think it's good you know you get a lot of more, uh, like you get more opportunities no, especially I, with yeah. like yeah. yeah modeling and stuff yeah no yeah. the reason i, mean, I asked was just to yeah. put the weight into perspective also because mm-hmm. if someone at a Hundred and eighty cm. That's a hundred kilograms. Is is like different okay. from someone who's like hundred and forty yeah, cm or hundred fifty yeah. cm. Yeah, hundred kilograms. Okay. I was, yeah, I was really big. Like I looked really big. Like I was really like you know like this muscular guy walking. Yeah, around yeah. Like like everyone. Yeah, Jin. Jin's about hundred eighty cm, but not. <laughs> I'm about ninety plus. Yeah, yeah, almost. So about you're looking about Jin's kind of physique. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So but yeah, like, you, were, you you were in a new. Okay, so so you went into a new environment. And and, and yeah. what happened next? And like um, I was big, and and everyone used to just like get scared of me. Like they used to be like, "Oh, she's gonna trample all of us." So you know, all these hurtful comments were, were just coming, popping up out of nowhere. Like people I don't know were just talking as I walked past by. And then um, first day of Purimpunan, I I just sat down like everyone else, and it was so awkward because like I didn't have anyone to talk to and everything. 
And you know like when you duduk bersila right your legs are like that right yeah, and yeah. then like we had to stand up to sing nagaraku i still remember so when i stood up my legs got cramped and i actually fell in okay. front of everyone in school and this was my first day and nobody helped me up everyone was laughing instead and even the teachers made a joke on stage mm. oh what did you say um, my goodness I heard I heard a few of the students say elephant if I'm not mistaken and the teacher was like ah sebab tu lah berbadan besar lagi you know something along the lines on the mic and it was so embarrassing because oh, so I was just in like in front of the whole school yeah that's so I, yeah. man well I was called badak when I was in standard 6 I was fat too I, I was overweight <laughs> and actually to be honest it's 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 I, I okay I relate to you in in a way where when you were 7 and you notice of everyone talking about you and labeling you as such yeah right When I was standard six, I was under the impression that it was normal for girls, like pretty girls, to <laughs> always hate the fat, ugly ones. And it, I, I have come to a stage where, okay, you know what? I'm just going to accept it. This is acceptance. My mom will say, don't worry. When you study hard uh, and you get good grades, you <laughs> girls will come after you. Oh my God, I, I had that too. In that, in that, <laughs> yeah, in that context, in that context, you know, I've learned to like, okay, you know what? I will study hard. I I will get at least good grades. So despite the fact that I'm fat and ugly and no girls will like me, hopefully they'll like me because of my academic status. But that didn't help because oh I wasn't that great of an academic. <laughs> I wasn't great academically. But uh, yeah, that was what I was thinking when I was in Senate 6, Senate 5, Senate 6. Uh, yeah, my teachers called me badak. Uh, and then uh, the, girl, so mean. The, the girls called me big butt. When it comes so, yeah, from I, teachers I, yeah. especially, like these are people who are supposed to know better and supposed to guide the yeah. kids and you know like like sometimes when a student does it yeah you know it, it's wrong and it's not good but sometimes you can also say they are not taught the right way so you can sure. kind of label it under that doesn't make it any right but you know it just shows that you need to re-educate these people and, and tell them and teach them what's right and wrong but the fact that the teachers are doing it i feel is it's quite yeah. detrimental to the education uh. But I'm very, but very curious though. Sorry, Shufei. Mm-hmm. Um, um, I'm very curious though. You said that your teachers, the teachers, have said these sort of things to you. Have you reconnected with any of these teachers who've said these things with you to you, or have you seen them at all? Like you know, maybe randomly in the street and whatever. Um, I have. Like, I still keep in touch with my teachers, and I actually still talk to them because I'm teaching in my primary school right now, right? So some of the oh. teachers. Oh, it's the same oh. primary school that you were in. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> oh wow. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, okay. so some of them have left, some of them are there, but then the ones who are there who are nice to me, they kind of knew what I went through. So, you know, right. they, they always tell me that, oh, it's a great thing that, you know, you actually want to come back because we know that we kind of put you through a really bad time. And I'm just mm-hmm. like, yeah. My God, this story gets better and better. This is like <laughs> the greatest comeback in history. You know? I, I think yeah. it's just old school parenting. Like when it comes to body weight, they will always shame you instead of telling you like, oh, this is not healthy. You know, you know that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I I was too. The aunties always say that, "Hey, why Jin so fat? Ah, better, <laughs> you know." And then I also had a lot of pimples, so they were always openly, openly chat in front of me, talking about, "Oh, you know, you should go to this the or dermatologist or that dermatologist right, right in front of me," and it made me feel a little bit more like, "Oh." And I then, feel you. Know, you. Yeah, <laughs> then they will also compare, you know, my cousins lah. My cousin's damn handsome, bloody idiot. <laughs> I love him. I love him to death. Okay, he's he's one of my closest cousins, but. Some you know yeah you know they were shooting you know my son now this and this and that you know yeah like like mm. Shufei mentioned old school parenting and it's but I feel honest, with parents and grandparents is you cannot win lah when you're you're too fat <laughs> like why you so fat lah go slim down some more when you're too skinny why not eat enough yeah, it's like yeah same same nah, habis, habis, yeah, <laughs> yeah. for me also like because I I'm skinny all my life right like 
a bit too skinny sometimes, you know. Then people, like my aunties and all, they'll be like, oh my god, you never eat properly, is it? You got parasites in your body, is it? Why, why you cannot get fat, you know, that kind of thing. Cannot Same thing. Uh. Yeah, I cannot win. Uh, yeah. really. I had experienced yeah. that, like, during weddings especially, mm. because, like, oh you know, we had, <laughs> <laughs> I always used to get, like, um, all my aunties coming up to me and be like, hey, you put on weight already. Uh. And then during Christmas, hey, you put on weight already. Uh. Even in church, you put on weight already. Uh. And I'm just like... <laughs> Stop! <laughs> yeah. Why? Why? Ah, oh, okay, okay. Yeah. So, yeah. Sorry. I. I. We, I know we dabble like really, really like <laughs> way off. So you were in the school and 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 you fell down and then you know you had these uh, names being called at you by students and also teachers as well. And what happened? Like what? what how yeah. did that made you? How did that made you feel at that point in time? That made me feel embarrassed. I, I felt really, really embarrassed. I just felt like, oh my god, it's my first day and I'm already like blundering it. You know. Mm-hmm. And um, I got up myself and I went to class. And then, like, this was the worst part because, like, in a new class, you have to find a place to sit. And then, like, everyone's just making friends and sitting with someone. And mm-hmm. when I entered class, like, everyone was already sitting with everyone because they already left me and went beforehand. And I was the last to enter. So we had this whole, like, um, everyone was just staring at me. And I'm just like, oh, my God, I feel so anxious. And um, I entered. And I there was this one place at the back. And I just went and sat there alone. And just no one wanted to sit beside me because there were late students as well. But then when the teacher said that, oh, there's a seat beside her, no one wanted to sit. So oh. it kind of made me feel like, okay, I, I kind of know like where this is going already. And I know why, because it has happened before. And um, it, it was like that for the past, I think, one or two weeks where like I tried to, you know, I attempted to like talk to people and stuff, but then they would just be like, you know, looking at me up and down. And then like I had people who were like um, holding like my, my book at the edge when they were giving it back to me, you know, because they didn't want to touch it fully. And then like they were saying it like, um, oh, like fat people carry diseases, so we shouldn't like hold anything. And they, they just held it like that. They threw it on my table. So it was very, very... Um, sad because I, I felt that this is when I started feeling a lot more than my primary school. I, I realized that, you know, probably it's because I became mature a little and I kind of felt that, oh, this is what it feels like to be insecure. This is what it feels like to be, you know, um, pushed aside and, and all of these feelings. And um, another thing that happened in high school was just that the fact that people used to come at the back of my uniform and they used to just like try to check and see on um, what size I was wearing. So when they couldn't find it, they used to ask me like, oh, you didn't buy your clothes, right? You stitched it. And yeah, that was the fact. I actually stitched my uniforms because I couldn't find like, you know, uh, a size for me because mm-hmm. I was that big. Mm-hmm. And that used to be another factor where they make fun of. And um, when I stood up in class, people used to go like, hey, sit down. I can't see the whiteboard, you, you, you fat person. And, you know, all this oh kind of God. terrible stuff. That's so terrible. Yeah. See, being in all-girls school, people might mm. think that's very fun. But uh, no. actually, women can be really? yes. <laughs> yes. terrible. But okay, what was your what was your coping mechanism at that point of time? Um, I used to write a lot. Like I still write a lot until today, and I okay. used to write a lot back then in my buku diary. This was something I practiced ever since I was in primary because I think in primary we had this thing where we used to ask our friends to write biodata in our yeah, book, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. So I carried that on forward, but I started journaling instead. So whenever I'm alone in class and when, you know, I feel really lonely and stuff, I used to write like a lot, like Dear Diary, today was blah, 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 blah. And then like it used to be a daily entry sort of thing. And um, I, I finally made a friend, I think after a month, because she shifted from one class to another class. And her name was Azlina. And she's my best mm-hmm. friend until today. Mm-hmm. So she also became a, um, a victim of bullying because of her size and because of how she looked like. 
Um, she was also plus size and she was dark skinned. So a lot of people used to bully her for that and call her like names, like, awful, awful names. And then like teachers in the class always hated us because we were always together. We, we always had each other ever since we found each other. And right. um, the whole class kind of went against us. And they used to like, last time they used to bully us separately. And then they started bullying us together. Where they'd be like, oh, look, two elephants walking. Or, oh, oh, look, two God. this and two that. So <sighs> that wow. happened. And um, we were coping because we had each other. And it came to the point where like, whenever I feel like I'm, I don't want to go to school, I have to like inform her and tell her that I'm not coming tomorrow. And then there are times where she would not go as well because she was so scared to go alone and get bullied. So she would stay home if I stayed home. And it was vice versa. This was going mm-hmm. on a lot. Okay. So there and, were um, days that where you like legit just was like, you know what, I'm I'm not even gonna think about going to school. It's not because you're sick yeah. or anything. It's just you didn't want to cope with that stress of of people bullying yeah. you every day. Yeah, wow. it gets worse like later on because um, like how my story progressed was actually quite scary because um from from getting bullied in person, I started getting bullied online as well. Yeah. I think I also mentioned it to Jin the other day on what happened to me, the whole sexual harassment thing. So what happened next was I figured that I wasn't going to be making friends in real life because no one liked to talk to me and everyone just, you know, pushed me aside. So I decided to open a Facebook account. Mm. And um, I think that time Facebook was the thing because like, you know, we didn't have like WhatsApp or Instagram mm. or anything. Like Facebook was the thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And everyone was having Facebook. So I was just thinking that maybe I should give it a shot. Maybe people online would like, you know, accept me more than people outside. So I did an account and I had like um, really cartoon pictures and you know all these kinds of stuff because I was so insecure to put my own picture I was so scared that someone's gonna like you know say something nasty mm-hmm. and then um, later on I felt a little confident to like you know post a picture of myself and um, throughout this whole phase I was also actually depending a lot on music and I think mm-hmm. that uh, Jin kind of knows this because I'm a oh, yeah. Justin, Justin <laughs> Bieber fan <laughs> yeah. and, and, uh, and Linkin Park as well mm-hmm. and Linkin Park Linkin, as well Linkin Park was my my, my go-to growing up because uh, Chester yeah. Um, yeah. I didn't actually to be honest I didn't realize that he was singing about depression but for me it was I just screamed along with the music that he was singing <laughs> and that made me feel great <laughs> um, yeah seriously it may sound stupid but I did it alone in my in my in my, in my home and like maybe with like a bunch of friends like a two of us like you know we would just sing and that's why and that's where that's where I like you know in I mean okay when I went to secondary school I I I had a better like you know growing up uh, I had a better experience in, in, in uh, secondary school because the teachers were really, really, they were all retired teachers and they were all very motherly. And then <laughs> when they see something not right, right, they will really nag you until you won't do it again. So that's, <laughs> that's, that's, how, that's how it is. Um, and uh, I think that that's where I, I was really fortunate to be able to, to discover music. I played in a band. I performed wow. in front of a group. And that made me become a little bit more confident in, in sense like, okay, I, you know, I'm not ugly, <laughs> you know, I'm not fat, you know, uh, I, I'm not, you know, uh, there are some girls out there who think I'm cute, that kind of thing. You know, you, you start to open up a little bit, you know what I mean? Uh, yeah. Back from the statistics where you think that all girls think uh, fat guys, fat guys, short and fat guys are ugly and stuff like that. So yeah, that's where I started to open up. So again, I, I, that's, I, I relate, I relate so much to what you, <laughs> you've been through. It's so scary that, you know, like, it's like as if like, I know, but I don't want to steal away that, that, that. <laughs> Thunder from you because you have a yeah you were mentioning wait, wait, wait but yeah. but at the time right who are your friends in uh, face- on Facebook like were there people in your school um there were a couple of people from my school but most of it were like believers and you know uh, Linkin Park fans because okay, okay. mm, I yeah. tried to like reach out to the fandom mm-hmm, as well like um mm-hmm. I started off with um Justin Bieber when I was twelve. 
And yeah. he was someone that I really like leaned on a lot because of his music and also because of his story, like how he progressed from being no- nobody to somebody. Mm-hmm. And that yeah. really, really inspired me. So like, I used to be a Bieber crazy person. Until now, I still am. I'm not going to lie. Although I'm 24, <laughs> shamelessly, I am a huge Justin Bieber mm-hmm. fan. But um, he kept me a company, meaning that I could listen to his music and stuff. So I was thinking that, okay, maybe believers would be like more open to talking and more friendly and whatnot. So I right. started this like adding spree on all this Justin Bieber. I like, just typed Justin Bieber and whoever that had it had the name Bieber at the back. I just, just used add- to add everyone. <laughs> oh, yeah, because okay. my name used to be uh, Joanna Joseph Bieber in Facebook. Like <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah. So, like, I, I started adding people and then, like, random people as well, you know, like, normal people mm-hmm. and other schools and stuff. And that was how I started, like, socializing a little online. Mm-hmm. And um, it was okay, but then it was really scary because, like, you know, when you're talking to a stranger for the first time, like, the first time you ever use Facebook, you just don't know who that person is. But, yeah. you know, you just want to try and make friends. And that was what I was doing. And then, like... um. I made a lot of friends. I was very happy online initially. It was just nice to be able to talk and relate to like people with the same passion as you. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. then um, I met this like one guy on Facebook. So this is just where like all the problems started. Mm-hmm. Um, this guy, he was from JB and he was really friendly and you know, like very, very nice. And he was just talking to me and a couple of my friends from my school as well. So like people from my school as well knew who this person was, you know, with yep. all the gossip and everything. And then um, what happened next is I started speaking to him on the phone and texting him. And, you know, like um, we started having like this really, really good friendship with each other. And then he comes forward to tell me that he likes me. Mm. Right. So I was very skeptical about it. I never had someone, a guy tell me that, you know, I like you and stuff like that. So it was very alien. But some part of me felt really happy because like, um, wow, someone likes me, you know, like for once. And um, in school, we used to have this, this like, you know, during recess, we used to sit down and talk and then all the girls would be like, oh, my boyfriend and this and that. And then you'd just be like the odd one out there. Like, I don't have anyone, mm. you know. Mm-hmm. And that becomes like a bullying factor as well. Like, they used to tell me that, oh, no one's ever going to like you because you're too fat and ugly. They would run away. And you think it's funny saying that, but mm. then like, you know, it's not. Okay. So when this guy told me he liked me and everything, I was like a little happy. I was just like, hey, finally someone liked me, like, you know. And um, he proposed me, he asked me to be his girlfriend and I told him I'll take some time. So I went back to school and I was like trying to talk to my friends about it and ask their opinions. And then they started saying that, oh, the reason he proposed to you is because like he never met you in person yet. If he sees you in person, he's going to run away. Right. Yeah. And all of these. So I just told myself like, okay, why not? Let's just give it a try. You know, let's just see what's it all about. And we got together in a relationship. So like this was when I was 13 years old and I was like really, really young so I didn't know what I was getting myself into. But then I was just happy that there was just, you know, like someone I could talk to and, you know, someone that I could like call as my boyfriend kind of thing, mm-hmm. like a puppy love kind of thing. And this is a, this is an online relationship. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And he was way older than me. He was like 18 at that time. So there's like, this huge age oh. gap going Whoa. on as well. Whoa. Okay. So Whoa. you, you yeah. didn't know how he looked like as well? I knew how he looked like, but I've never like met him in person until today. Oh. <laughs> okay. 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 All right. Yeah. So what happened next was like um, he went for this national service back then. Mm. And um, he told me that, uh, oh, you know, like I'm going for national service. So I won't be able to use my phone so much. I'm going to get it back like only once a week and stuff like that. So I was just really like sad because like, you know, my favorite person is going and I have no one to talk to and stuff. So I told him it's okay. We'll work through it. And the next thing I know is that after he went for national service, he started behaving like a creepo and he started like telling me all sorts of like sexual stuff, which I didn't really like knew of because I was so young, mm. right? I didn't know anything at all. Yeah. 
and he told me that have you tried this have you tried that and i'm just like what is that and then he told me oh you need to do this and you need to do that and i was i was afraid i was so so scared I, i just didn't know what to do and who to talk to about this because this seemed like a very taboo topic at that time yeah you don't talk to your parents about but, it nor do you even talk wait, to your how friends long, yeah. how, how long were you guys together until he went to ns about a, a year what? Okay. Yeah. Like, a year yeah. wow. almost so, a year like maybe about eight nine months kind of, was there was long. there wait was there was there even okay you talked on the phone were there was there video call or back then or anything yeah there was this one time where we skyped and some of most of the time we just mms each other because like to send anything you know we can't really use whatsapp so it was all yep, page yep. stuff and the worst part is also i used my mom's phone to do that because i don't have credit so <laughs> she, she kind of had his number and uh, he had her number as well and she spoke on the phone once to him but then that just as a friend kind of thing mm-hmm So um yeah he 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 went to NS and then he started behaving really weirdly and then he started asking me for nudes and I told him that I I do not send take pictures of myself badly and you're asking me for a nude picture that's just very weird and then he told me that oh so you don't trust me and, you know all this emotional manipulation mm. thing just started and he said that um oh if you you know if you don't give it to me that means you don't trust me that's the first thing and then the second thing he's like um if I break up with you you're you're so ugly no one's ever going to love you like how I loved you and you're going to be all alone again and you know um it's just one picture i promise i'm going to delete it and i tried so hard to you know just like push it away every time the topic comes up and then like we'll be okay for a while and then topic comes up again because he would start asking again and it started going on for like a good maybe 5 to 6 days continuously to the point we even argued and then he just told me to like you know leave him alone and all that so mm-hmm. i was under so much of pressure and i couldn't talk to anyone about it because i was so scared that i'll be disowned by my family and i'll also be um disowned in my friendship circle and all that so when he asked me again i finally told him that you know what fine i'm going to send you one but then like you know i need you to delete it on the spot and stuff like that and he just said okay So I made the mistake by actually sending it to him and then he sent me back a nude but then I was just so like I freaked out because I didn't know what that was and I just deleted it. Mm. And um yeah, that was it but then he started asking more like after that like continuously and I just couldn't take it anymore. <laughs> and that was when I told him that's really affecting me and my studies so I need to like, you know, um I I think I need to focus on one thing. You can't keep doing this to me. I kind of want to jump in a little bit when you said that it, you made a mistake by sending him a uh, nude of yourself. I don't think you made a mistake. You were gaslighted. Mm-hmm. You were yeah. you were manipulated. Mm-hmm. And you know, yeah. he knew he knew how I, I'm sorry to say this, but he took advantage of you. And yeah, you, yes, did. you you trusted him and 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 I don't think you should kind of put yourself in the position where you should blame yourself. I'm just mm-hmm. saying that because yeah. I don't want you to think that way. But, but yeah. But what the f- then what happened? What the fuck, dude? He took like a year to show show like that side of him or is it because he was influenced by the people at his camp? Like that's so that's so weird. There was was there a reason? Was there a reason? Did you find anything? Like I feel that like this guy was just like a long Wait. con way one year yeah one year it's a long, so long con you know no actually to be honest i i don't i'm not going to say that i know a lot but maybe he's you were not the only one that he was doing yeah mm. i kind of figured that out yeah mm. he he could be doing it to multiple people and 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 you know that's why he could say this type of thing he could be arrested yeah. like, oh, though she was under age at yes, the time yes he can yeah, yeah. he can yeah. the age gap was not quite sus i'm not going to lie i'm not going i'm not going to encourage you to do anything but yeah he could like by law So okay, yeah. I mean, uh, going back to that, you you sent you sent something, and then what happened after that? 
and then um, I I told him I needed to focus, and okay. then he I mean one thing to focus meaning that do not ask me that thing anymore, not to like break up and stuff. But then he told me that oh I think we should break up and everything, and like I tried talking to him, but it just didn't work out, mm-hmm. and he just left like without a thing. So I fell into really bad depression at the time because like I was one part of me was just so worried that he had the picture still mm, and another part yeah. of me was like oh my god he left despite everything you know mm. and I couldn't even talk to my friends about it because when I tried it one of them laughed at me and told me I told you so he's going to leave and you know it wasn't really yeah. helpful and um yeah that that went on and then I fell into self harming as well I started hurting myself every single day and that was also because a friend of mine told me that it helps you know oh. to oh my okay. god oh. yeah so i started and i couldn't stop and um it went on for a good 8 years the whole self harm thing after i started and it was so so difficult to stop but yeah I, there were a couple of suicide attempts as well because i just felt really anxious all the time i started getting panic attacks and anxiety attacks and i just didn't know how it's going to stop and then what happened was after a year i got this random number from someone mm-hmm. an, a phone call and I tried texting that person and that person said I found a phone outside a club and it had a folder of your nude pictures inside and I freaked out so badly I was just like oh my god after a year you know it's it, like it's coming back to haunt me right and I I asked that person like um what's in that folder because I, as as to what I know I only sent one picture and she said yeah. oh like there's so many and your number is also inside okay so, yeah like it was like much I'm pre-plan already So I freaked out and I gave that number to a friend of mine and then when my friend called it was a girl who answered the phone. So he said what is a girl doing with 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 that? You know, you sent it to a guy, right? And I'm just like, yeah, I sent it to to like my ex. And then I found out that that girl was actually my ex's current partner and they actually teamed up together to send my pictures out and just to, you know, make my life miserable. So what happened next was they actually took my picture and they took my number and they MMSed it to all the contacts on that phone and that contact was actually that phone actually belonged to my ex so he did it on purpose and my mom ended up getting MMS after MMS and the whole time I was just really freaked out because I didn't know what to do because I clearly remember I I I whenever I think of it I go back to that same moment I was doing my hand the hair salon with my mom right beside me and this was happening and I was handling this and I keep and i kept hearing like my mom's phone buzzing and i could see you have a new mms message and it was that number so i was so so scared and my mom did not subscribe for mms so when she tried to open the message just of course nothing there but you know all it takes is for one thing to happen and then the, you know i'll be gone yeah so i was so afraid i went back home and i was just thinking oh my god what do i do now i can't even talk to anyone about this and mm-hmm. i do not trust anyone at all so i um reached out to my dad that was when that was the start of my like a really close friendship with me and my dad right. um i told him that i might have done like a mistake and um i i don't know how what to do about it and then he asked me what happened and i told him yes and then he said okay you you made a big mistake he said yeah i i definitely do blame you for for being a bit stupid but um mm-hmm. we will we will somehow work this out Okay. So what we did, we took my mom's SIM card, we broke it, and then oh. we lied to her and said it's caught oh up there. <laughs> 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 All right. Okay. Okay. Yeah, uh, and All my right. dad was on it too, so we got her a new number so that the MMS wouldn't go there. But that didn't stop it from spreading more because it first started off on MMS, and then I started getting harassed by so many people, like unknown numbers, saying that, "Oh, hey, sexy, I have your picture. Can you send me some?" and all this terrible stuff and then it went online and this was like the worst thing ever it went online it went on facebook it went on twitter and there were so many 
um, profiles of me popping up with that as my profile picture and they started adding all my friends. So all my friends somehow like kind of got the picture with them as well and, and they started spreading it to like, oh my God, have you seen this? And it went so, so, so viral. It was okay. so bad. Um, it's on Twitter as well until today. The profile is there. I'm not kidding. I'm kidding you not. It's been how many years already? I've been trying to remove it, but it's still there. Is and it's, Twitter it's, not it's, taken so, any action or? So, no. so, so this you? time, at the time was like, you were 15, I'm guessing. Were you 15? 14, 15? About 14, yeah. Wow. Did you not, uh, did you make a police report? No. Oh. Okay. Yeah, I was so you, scared. You, I, I, I understand. I understand. Obviously, yeah. you know, but then again, if I was your age, I wouldn't know any better yeah. too. Man, but I gotta yeah. say, your your ex-boyfriend's current girlfriend at the time was a bitch, man. Why would she do such yeah. things? She's fucked yeah. up, dude. I mean, girls are supposed to look yeah. out for girls. Like, who would do that kind of shit to someone else? They could, they could go to jail. Yeah. That boy can yeah. go to jail. He can be charged. And I, I'm just telling you, I mean, based on, I'm, I'm not saying that I'm an expert, but based on certain things that I've read, uh, you know, uh, he has violated your trust and yeah. they can be charged for it because they uh, leaked it on purpose. So, I'm just saying. I'm, I'm just saying. So, Wait, do you... Uh, obviously, don't, don't take my advice for it. You know, you need to consult a lawyer or, or, or <laughs> read out the rules and stuff. Like that. I'm pretty, but I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure that... It, Wait, do you find out, like, why are there more pictures? Because, like you said, you only took one, right? But there are more pictures mm -hmm. in yeah. the folder. I think there were probably pictures of, like, other people as well. But then, or maybe they said it just to make me Aww. feel even more paranoid. Mm. Psychological, yeah, yeah, yeah. psychological bullying. Yeah, so that happened. And, um... I, the only person I actually had to lean on was Arvind, Arvind Kumar. He was there with me from mm -hmm. the start. And I just went up to him and I said, I need help because I think that I'm going to do something stupid. So ever since right. then, he was always um, helping me out when it came to this because there used to be new profiles that pop up all the time and I needed people to report it. And when I mm -hmm. tell people that, hey, there's a fake profile of me, they go to the profile and the picture is there. Mm -hmm. so it's indirect marketing for that picture mm -hmm. so it's so difficult to like mm -hmm. get people to report it without like having them save the picture because it's so easily accessible yeah yeah. and then like when I went back to school the whole school got to know about it it was terrible like and everyone was just talking about it and that was when I started to like stay home a lot I didn't want to go to school so much anymore because it was so embarrassing and beside my school there are two other boys school like all boys school right. so they kind of got the pictures as well and they used to like come out like every time my school ended they used to just come out and try to wait outside and then when they see me they start yelling names and profanities and all that right. so it was so, so, super super difficult and I just used to tell my dad you know what I'm just gonna like stay at home and you know I'm just gonna study and go to school for exams because okay. I'm, I'm worried that my mental health is gonna go and also that I won't be able to like perform really well in school mm -hmm. so they allowed me to do that and um, believe it or not this happened until the age of 17 Okay. Like the whole picture kept circulating and circulating and circulating nonstop. Like every time I think it would just stop or die off, it kept coming up. Like someone kept bringing it up over and over and over. Like there was no end to it. Okay. And then um, in the year, I'm not sure what year was it, but I was 17. And this was a day before SPM. Someone, this was like after like um, my weight loss journey happened. So this was the period where I was at home and I was just thinking that my life needs a change. Mm -hmm. Okay. You know, I, I can't be this this person anymore. I feel like doing something for myself because I feel like I've hurt myself enough over the years. Right. And um, as I was staying home a lot, I told my dad that um, I'm going to start dieting and working out because I think mm -hmm. that I need a divert, like a diversion of my mental, like my mental thoughts and everything. And yeah. he told me, okay, go for it. 
So he was the only okay. one who actually supported me throughout my whole dieting and working out process. Like my mom and my grandma was so unhappy about it. They were like, oh, she's not going to eat anymore. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> dad told me like, no worries. Just, um, you know, ignore them. Like I'm going to get you a gym mat, dumbbells. And, you know, all you have to do is just study at home and then work out, do something that makes you feel a little better about the whole thing. Okay. So that was when I started like, you know, working out and dieting and I was really happy about it because I was away from all the negativity much. I didn't really get yeah. exposed to my friends so much and I stopped all my tuitions as well. Mm-hmm. So I used to do that every day and in one week I lost about one or two kgs and to see progress every week, it was really amazing. Mm-hmm. Like I felt yeah. like, you know, um, it was a good feeling. So yeah. I lost like from 104 to 53 kgs in a matter of like six months to a year. Oh. What? Wow, that's a lot. Yeah. That's crazy. It's amazing. Yeah. Oh my god. That's respect. amazing. Yeah, respect. Yeah. That's amazing. Mad respect. That's insane. That's about 10 kilos a month. Yeah. 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 Wow. So I came back to school like as a new person, you know, and everyone was just like, oh my god, who's that? that? Because they recognize me. <laughs> Yeah. Because it was a whole different change. Like, even my face changed to the point where people always say I did plastic surgery and whatnot. But then like, this is just my face. I, I, I don't know how I changed. You know, I just did something and it worked out for me. And I did it the healthy way. So in school, teachers used to come up to me saying that, oh, which drugs did you take? Did you go for liposuction and all this? And teachers? I felt, teachers, yeah. Oh man, this school. I, say, uh, <laughs> I, I remember, I remember my, I remember school, my wow. math my math teacher calling my mom up to ask her if I was in drugs because, you know, when I was in Form 3, I lost a lot of weight. But not because I exercised. Okay, like, I, maybe exercise was a contributing factor. Like, because suddenly I grew taller. Mm. Okay. Uh, same input, same intake of food, but I grew and taller. You so you know, <laughs> Yeah, I got stretched out. So and much so, it? like, yeah, I called my mom, is he on drugs? I it's swear, like, oh. all the adults, right? <laughs> they really don't know what yeah. is puberty, eh? <laughs> They yeah. yeah, and they always yeah. don't believe in dedication. They think that there's an easy way out for everything. Yeah. 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 You know? So yeah, that happened. And then I was doing so much better after that. Like, you know, mm-hmm. I, I kind of like made, um, I, I kind of forgave myself back then. And I told myself that, okay, what happened has happened. There's nothing that can be done to change it. But I sure did learn a lot from it, especially at that age. And, you know, I'm not going to repeat it. I'm just going to be very careful and I'm going to focus on me. So when I lost all the weight, I went back to school. I felt like a better person. These people came mm-hmm. back again um, with the picture again. And this time it was a day before SPM. I remember I was studying at home. I was just preparing my notes and everything. And then I got a phone call from my friend saying that someone spray painted my school wall with um, red, red paint. And they said very nasty words like, uh, Joanna's a porn star. I'm not kidding. It was so bad. It was what? so, so bad. And wow. it was like public, like meaning that... Um, Everyone can see whoever that is using that road can see whatever that's written because oh. it was super, super big. And I was told to come to school with my dad and then the school also kind of blamed me for it. They said that, oh, you did a mistake and, you know, this is your fault what and the... now you have to buy new paint and paint what? back to school. What? Yeah. This is ridiculous. It oh my like God. I'm, I'm getting I'm, mad. It's, it I'm getting like so I, mad yeah. just hearing it. It sounds like I'm, I'm listening to a plot. Of a movie, man. Like, yeah, this is ridiculous. They, the school actually blame you and ask you to and your dad yeah. to get paint to paint up something that you didn't do at all. Yeah. Oh my lord, man! I I, I don't even want to ask the name of the school. I oh, I'm just I, 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 my school. Yeah, we don't we don't have to we don't have to talk about the school. I, I don't want to put the, the the I don't want I don't even want to bring it up. We don't have to. People, if they know, they know. But this is why I feel that. Why isn't Malaysian schools a safe place to go to? Yeah. I'm not saying all schools are bad. Yeah. I'm not saying all schools, sorry. I'm not going to say all schools, but there are some schools that 
I, I, yeah, <laughs> it's it's very hard. it's very dis- uh, it's very. Dis- I don't know, jo- Joanna. You, you, to to go into detail of your story kind of makes me very frustrated because I come, I come, I listen to it as a father to a daughter who mm-hmm. one day is going to go to school. Mm. Yeah, and it worries me. And you know, is my daughter going to be safe? Should I teach her to bully other people so she can defend herself? No. <laughs> yeah. You know what I yeah. mean? You have yeah. all these thoughts. And this. So and this, like when. Sorry, I was just about to say the scary part is it's just one school, you know. How many hundreds of schools out there? Yeah. How many more other little girls and little boys are experiencing this thing? Like, yeah, I, I don't think it's, it's scary. A, yeah, as, as tragic as this story is, <laughs> I don't, I, it's hard for me to believe that it's a one-off. Yep. Yeah, because yeah, I can definitely then, see other people going through the same thing. Yeah, but in a different way, you yeah. know. It may be, yeah. So, so okay. So, like, you know, when the school blamed you, you went through that, you know, what happened next? You know, what, what, what? I mean, was that... Was that rock bottom for you? That was. Um, it was because my SPM was the next day and I couldn't really concentrate <gasps> oh anymore. Oh my god. Yeah. And then like um, something creepy happened. Like I just went for SPM the next day. I put it all aside and I did my papers. Thankfully, I did well. I didn't do so badly, but I managed to complete it. But then when I came back home, I found that someone had sent a letter to my post box. Mm-hmm. And um, it, it was addressed to me and then like when I opened it it was a typewritten letter to me and yep. it was from the person who spray painted the wall <laughs> okay and that person said that um, hey Joanna I'm sorry for doing that you know like um, I joined them because they really hated you and they hated the fact that you lost weight and that you were slowly like venturing into modeling and um, we also wanted you to fail in SPM which is why we did that but then like karma is hitting us back now because um, my brother's currently in the hospital and like he's like you know dying and I need your forgiveness and prayers to like make sure my brother comes back happy and healthy and the worst thing was this person said that I'm your friend. I have visited you. I'm quite close to you, but I'm not going to reveal myself. Oh my god! And until today, I have that letter with me. Until but today, but do you know who she is? Today, or I... he? No, I don't know who this no? person is. Wow! I hope that person is listening to this. That person, that person's <laughs> like, a... <sighs> well, can I say it? Say I want to say it. <laughs> for me, it's like, a... like the only reason that person ask for forgiveness is because something bad happened to them. Yeah, what if nothing happened? It wasn't true like a realization of that they messed up or they did something bad and it's like, you know what? Selfish coward. Yeah, like it's not like I messed up, I should apologize, you know? It's just like, oh man, something bad happened to me. Maybe it's because I did this. Let me try and fix it that way. Man. Yeah. How shitty oh, of a man. person can you be to try to ruin someone's life because you think like, oh, they're finally doing better. Like, who does that, man? I got to shock myself because that was like the most extreme I've ever seen anyone <laughs> in my entire life go to. Like all the effort to just yeah. make someone fail in. Yeah. And, 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 it's, and the fact that he or she said that he's, she was close to you, like you were friends. Like I Visited would, yeah, you I would before? doubt who in my circle have the balls to do this kind of thing, you know? Like, oh my God. Yeah. Like a lot okay. of people, like um, like when I have friends, I normally invite them over. Then like we have like tea with my dad, and you know we have like this bonding session kind of thing. Because my dad always tries to bond with my friends and mm. you know be a father figure to them as mm-hmm. well. Mm-hmm. So a lot of them are pretty attached to my dad, like in in many different ways. Like to the point they even chase me off sometimes, and they say I want to talk to him personally. I don't want you to be there. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. Wow. So um. It could be anyone, even someone that I'm friends with until today and I actually don't yeah. know who that person is. Yeah. And that's just, and that's so scary because like, you know, I I would really like to know but then like, 
there's no, there's no I don't think I don't think there's a point yeah. for you to know anymore. Yeah. And I believe that when the time is right and that person comes up to you and owns up to it, I think you will look at it differently. Yeah. I I feel I I kind of feel that you have kind of gone past that stage. Mm-hmm. I would like to think cuz like look at you now. You're a confident person. Yeah. Um you 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 are doing uh non non-profit orgs uh to help mm-hmm. people. I mean like okay, like even before we get there. So that was probably rock bottom for you what happened after that you know did it go worse or did you kind of see an uh, an up an up climb to you regaining you know yourself and being better i did i did like after my spm um someone told me one of my seniors in school told me that i should try modeling so mm-hmm. i was just like um what is modeling and then they told me that it was just like you know wearing clothes and just posing and I felt so insecure because some part of me just felt that I was still the same fat person. You know, when you've been bullied your whole life, you just tend to yeah. carry the baggage and move forward. And although I was not fat anymore, I, every time I look in the mirror, I just feel like, you know, I'm fat. So yeah. I kept telling her that I don't think that I'm fit for this. I think that, you know, um, I'm, I'm, I'm so fat. And she told me, no, no, don't say that. You know, just, just give it a shot. You never know. So I took my chances. I told my dad that I've got something very, very different and very, very weird that I'm going to try. And um, I hope you support me. And my mom wasn't really happy about it. She was just like, oh, you're going to like lose focus on your education if you're going to venture into that field and stuff like that. And no one in our family has done this before. And she was like really negative about it. But my dad was like a super supportive one because he always believes in letting kids experience themselves and, you know, learn from it. So even my first uh, clubbing experience and everything, he actually told me to go and to explore and just be careful so that's how I kind of learned a lot of things because he gave me the freedom and I actually explored and I kind of learned a lot mm-hmm. by myself. Wow. And um, yeah, I tried modeling. It kind of like was my thing. I just felt a little better after doing it. And I posted the pictures and then like so many people were like, oh, it's really nice. You should do more and you should try more. You have the height and you have this and that. But it took me a while for me to actually like believe in that like, or actually have it all because I couldn't see it yet. And then um, I joined this pageant for fun. There was this one pageant I joined from fun. And um, it was my, like, it was just a for fun kind of thing. Like, you know, nothing really serious. I just wanted to see what pageantry was all about. And uh, it was a very bad experience. I'm not going to lie. Because I, really, <laughs> I was very, very fresh into it. I didn't know anything. I didn't, I do not know how to wear heels. I do not know how to make up. I knew absolutely nothing because I'm a very sneakers mm-hmm. person. I hate wearing heels because I'm already tall. So it makes Same. me feel very I'm short. And yeah, I don't like to wear heels. Oh. Yeah, and it, it's so mm. painful. And it's actually quite dangerous to wear it for long hours because your legs can get really mm. badly affected. So um, it was a lot of practice and I used to get bullied even from my pageantry people as well because they used to be like, oh, how can you join a pageant without oh, learning yeah. how to walk? And you know, and also I have like tons and tons of stretch marks and excess skin from weight loss. Um, so, so much. Like my tummy has all these rolls where it's just skin and there's no meat inside. You know, it's just there when you lose weight. And a lot of people tend to point that out to me and tell me that, oh, you should consider getting plastic surgery. But that's something I don't want to do because these are like, this is the um, evidence or this is the proof that I actually did something for myself. Mm. And I love that part of me. I, I do not want to like, you know, remove it or anything. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, and stretch marks as well because, like, I believe those are like stripes that you earned in a way, mm. and it shows yeah. that weight loss. So I always wow. try to like educate people when it comes to things like this. But then you know, when you're in the entertainment industry, especially the modeling industry, they can they can be very picky and they can be very very yes. judgmental, especially in pageants. Yeah, so I got called all sorts of names, and then like regardless, in my first pageant, I managed to get top seven, mm-hmm. and then like um 
the next pageant that I went to was the one that changed my life because I just joined in like as the last participant. They were actually finding for someone tall and they thought that I could fit them. So I joined in and then it was called Miss Lango Earth. And um, I was very, very stressed out because this seemed like a really big deal. Like this was a really huge pageant and I knew absolutely nothing once again. But then I managed to win the crown. And uh, that was my first ever crown. So I was, I was really, wow. really excited about it. This was in 2016. Nice. <laughs> yeah. So um, after that, there was a lot of responsibilities that came together with it. Like uh, they kept telling me that, oh, now you're representing Slangor, you know, so you have to do a really good job. And then like my manager told me, why don't you just speak about your weight loss story? And oh. I told my manager, um, my weight loss story is something that I've tried speaking about, but every time I tried opening up about it, I used to get the backlash that people say, oh, she's lying, you know, it's fake, she used whitening pills and really, really awful comments on the internet. But every time I tried to speak about it and I told her I wasn't comfortable, but then she told me, why don't we just try one last time? So I said, okay. okay. So I sent her this huge draft, which I wrote about my story and then with the before and after pictures and everything, and then she uploaded it on the page. Mm-hmm. And to my surprise, within an hour, it, it went like 5,000 shares, wow. 10,000 shares. Wow. And it went super, super viral. I, I did not expect that to happen. And then like Astro Avani and there were many, many platforms that shared it, including Lad Bible and Unilad. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so I was, I kept getting calls from everywhere saying that, can you come for interviews? Can you come here? Can you come there? And, and I was just like, you know, I didn't know what to do because it was something really, really new. I didn't know how to yeah. move about it. Yeah. But then, like, my manager managed to handle it. And that's how, like, my, my story reached out to people. And I had people coming up and telling me that, oh, you know, you're really inspiring. And your story is something that really inspired me to lose weight. And I felt really happy because as I was growing up, um, remember when I said Justin Bieber is my yeah. inspiration? I always looked up to him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he always mentioned this quote where he said that um, I always want to, I always want people to look up at me and say, um, Justin Bieber changed my life so when I had people saying that you changed my life it kind of clicked there like, like you know yeah. oh, wow. like you want to yeah. be able to so, change someone's life right mm. yeah yeah so that made me really really happy I was just like oh wow someone people are actually doing something about themselves after looking at my story and they are inspired to make a change as well yeah. and um yeah, it, it kick-started from there and throughout like my entire journey until today, I still get lots and lots of backlashes for, for everything I do, especially the clothes I wear. There are so many people mm-hmm. who say that, oh, I'm spoiling like the tradition and, you know, I am a slut and a bitch. And it, it just goes on and on. And, you know, people always think that they have an opinion with whatever that yeah. you do. But then they yep. tend to forget that, you know, all of us are humans as, as well. You know, especially people from the entertainment industry, we, we feel... Yeah. We feel everything. We feel sad. We feel angry. Mm-hmm. And it's not just like a colorful bit of roses. But no matter how much you always try to tell them, they always tend to like think otherwise. They expect like so much from you. And it's so difficult mm-hmm. sometimes. Mm-hmm. And um, all these fake accounts come and, you know, <laughs> send you nasty messages. You just don't know if they're even your own friends or they're even your own followers or even your own family members. Because I do have toxic family members. I'm not going to lie. Like I used to be compared to my cousins all the time and I'm not close mm-hmm. to like mm-hmm. any one of them. It's always just been me and dad, which is why um, when dad passed away, it, it really, really made me sad. I was just like, um, oh my God, how am I going to do this? You know, like, and instead of being upset about it, I was nagging him even when he passed away. It was just like, oh, you left me alone. And when, you know what I'm going to do? I'm all alone. But then there was just this like really calm sense of relief that, um, you know, now it's my turn. It felt like, okay, he has passed like the baton to me and it's now my turn to like carry his legacy and stuff like that. So that kept me going. 
But regardless, even during dad's passing, after dad's passing, I still had so many people send me horrible messages because I used to get um, messages that said you should kill yourself. You know, we are going to come to your house and kill your family. Like mm-hmm. really, really terrible hate messages. I, I think I shared it on the IUD as well. That was yeah. just like a small thing, but I have like tons and tons of like essays of how they want to kill me and, you know, how they want to kill my family and all that. And it gets really scary sometimes. Lah. So I'm, what I'm trying to do now is I'm just trying to advocate for many things as much as possible. Yeah. Um, I, I try to speak about things that people don't normally speak about, like my sexual harassment story about my yeah. mutes and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. It took me so, so long because the, the first time I spoke about it was last year and I've never, never opened up to anyone mm-hmm. about it. But I told myself that, you know, this is something that women should know especially because a lot of women tend to get themselves into this, especially now with all the telegram groups coming yes. up with yes. all this porn stuff. Yeah. Yeah, and um, a lot of my friends personally have also gone through it, which is why I thought that maybe if I shared my part of the story, um, people out there would be able to relate and they would feel that they're not alone. And they could also take measures like making a police report, which I never did before this. And, you know, yeah. I tried guiding them into it. So that that went really well. I had so, so, so many women who came up to me and told me that um, they're going through it right now. And, you know, that... They have never spoken about it. Some of them who are going to get married next month and they're so afraid to even tell anyone because the pictures are still out there and all that. And mm-hmm. they come and ask me, like, what do I do? And you know, like, can you come and help me talk to my husband? And I go like, okay. oh my God, how do I do this? But, you know, because it's right. not my place to do that. It has to come from you. So I try to to speak about it as much as I can and um, sexual Sexual harassment, sexual topics, sex education, you know, you name it. All of these topics are something that I really, really stand for and I believe that should be advocated, especially in schools and whatnot, because that's where it all stems from, yeah. especially sex education and yeah, whatnot. Agree. 100%. So, yeah, um, that's how my life has been. And there are a couple of other stuff that happened, but then, like, it's... Uh, it's a lot like it's very heavy <laughs> <laughs> Joanna I think like you've given us like you know a lot to learn from I, I, I just yeah. one question I want to ask now now being where you are right now in your current position and you look back yourself look back at yourself your 13 year old self I know this may sound like a, a cliche question but you know how would you advise yourself your 13 year old self today um Wow, I would give her a hug first. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, yeah, that's for sure, yes. Yeah, Yeah, I'd give her a hug and um, I'd tell her to stand up for herself because that's something I never really did back then. I was always so afraid of people and what they would say. And I was was always trying to fit Mm. in instead of trying to be my own person. And um, I would just really tell her to love herself regardless. And you know that people make mistakes and it's okay to make mistakes because that's how you learn from them. If you don't make mistakes, you don't learn. And, you know, to reach out, to stay strong, and to always remember that you are the only you that you can be. So always focus on you and do not care about what other people think. Wow. So yeah, wow. That, that's something I would say. And, and, and to be honest, I, I, I would like to point out that when you made the biggest move to actually tell your, your father about it, I, I feel that it was the best move because your family will protect you at all costs. True. They, they will and, and uh, that, I think that's sometimes what we're all really afraid yeah. of when we did something so bad we are always afraid of oh this is going to embarrass my parents. parents you know how are they going to accept this this going to emb- but I feel that when you sit down and they understand what you're going through because you know they as parents they went through your yep. age as well they have gone yes. through their yep. downfall too right True. they need to understand that they need to teach you to grow up 
and and I, I I to be honest, like after hearing about what you told me about your dad, I feel your dad is such an amazing man. I wish I can bring up my child like how your dad, you know, was there for you. It's I I I'm really yeah. sorry to hear about what okay. what what you went through, but. Joanna, uh, <laughs> I wish I could be there to give you a hug right now. It's okay, virtual hug. <laughs> yeah. Social distancing. Social distance like, hug. I bet your dad will be very proud of you today. Yeah. Yeah. Your dad will be very proud Thank of you. Thank you. Thank you. I, I like you before I go, I think Shufei, do you want to say I anything? just said it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Ryan? Um, before we started this session, Jin was like, Ryan, I need you to come on and I need you to listen to this girl's story. I had zero clue about what was gonna happen and right, my mind blown. Right. Like your story is, is so amazing. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's so admirable. I, I really found a newfound respect for you. Uh, really. Yeah, serious. Like Thank yeah. you. mad respect. Like the way you managed to overcome all these, all these challenges. I'll call them challenges in your life to make you who you are today. This is, it's, I think, it's something a lot of people can learn from. Uh. True. Yeah. yeah. Thank you so much for sharing yeah, it with us. Know, it, uh, it's, yeah. it's, it's really tough, Thank heavy you. stuff, you know. Yeah. And I'm glad you're speaking out about it because especially things like Thank sexual you. education is, is something that's really, really lacking in our country and a lot of people are very, very ignorant to it. So I, I really do commend you on your efforts to, to Thank you. advocate for this subject. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Jin, for having me on your show. Yeah, of course. <laughs> it means so much. Really, really happy to have you on. And for those of you listening, we hope you guys have taken away something from today's conversation. Uh, if you want to reach out to Joanna Joseph, what's your what's your Instagram? It's official Joanna J. Yeah, official it's Joanna. So J. so simple, and it's one with a verified tick on it. It's only one, okay? Yeah. Don't go making other ones. <laughs> There's only one. And uh, Joanna, thank you so much. It's amazing to hear your story. Thank you. Thank you so much for tuning in. Stream as an Apple Podcast uh, on Spotify. That's where we're at. We'll speak to you guys Bye-bye. next time. <laughs>